Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. to the bald face truth with John Canzano on 750 the game Well the news this morning and yesterday was all about the media rights negotiations for the Big 10 conference Big 10 apparently agreeing uh, with uh, with uh, Fox of course in their tier 1 media rights package but also shutting ESPN out of the equation, or ESPN pulling the plug, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, ESPN and the, and the Big Ten Conference, for the first time in four decades, will not be partners. That means football and men's basketball games that you traditionally have seen on ABC and ESPN will be in other places, NBC, CBS, and Fox. Here to talk about it, the former president of Fox Sports Network's Bob Thompson is with us. Uh, can we uh, punch Bob Thompson up? We can. There he is. How are you, Bob Thompson? I'm very well, John. How are you? Uh, thanks for making time for us. I, I think, you know, you have the expertise in this area, so I really I think this is a great opportunity to bring you on and sort of talk inside baseball when it comes to media rights deals. But give us an idea. In your capacity, uh, professional capacity, how many how many of these deals have you done uh, over the years and with what entities and such? Well, <clears throat> last I counted, <clears throat> excuse me, I've done about 200 rights deals, combination NFL or MLB, NHL, NBA, collegiate conferences, golf, tennis, you name it. But uh, specifically, I did four Big 12, Big 8 deals, three Pac-12, two Big 10, a Midwest Conference, or a Mountain West Conference, an ACC Conference, and I think a Southwest Conference back in the early 90s. So quite a few. Give us an idea. When you see Fox involved with the Big Ten in a way that is massive, I mean, the Tier 1 rights estimated to be worth about $500 million a year, um, give us an idea of where kind of your mind goes when you see those kinds of figures being thrown around. Well, clearly, based on the price of the other packages, which I'm seeing at like 350 to 380 uh, million uh, average per year, the 500 million dollar package is clearly the the top package, and will afford Fox the right to make the basically the first selection uh, every week uh, for the big noon game, and then probably a fourth selection for an FS1 game at some point during the weekend. And also probably the rights to the Big 12 championship game every year of the deal. The the presence of NBC in this equation, did it surprise you that NBC, which has traditionally been in the Olympic space and with Notre Dame, is suddenly now uh, you know in, in bed with Fox? It was a little bit of a surprise that, you know, as I sat back and thought about it, um, <clears throat> I think that certainly – the fact that the Notre Dame package was just five or six games that just kind of floated around out there. Uh, it was kind of hard to promote. There was no consistency to them. They weren't on every week. It'd be on two and then off two. 
by having a consistent package with the Big Ten, it allows NBC to a certain extent to marry those two properties. Uh, one might be a lead in for the other. Uh, some of those primetime windows might go to NB or might go to Notre Dame as opposed to Big Ten. It's really hard to tell until it, it all falls out just what it'll be. But it, it creates a, a consistent promotable package for NBC. And quite clearly what they're trying to set up is uh, instead of football night in America on Sunday night, now it's going to be college football in America on Saturday night. The the presence of NBC and CBS in this, uh, you know, it essentially leaves ESPN on the outside looking in. Did that surprise you that ESPN, uh, you know, appears to be getting nothing here in this Big Ten deal? It does appear that way. I mean, after 40 years, they've, uh, for all intents and purposes, gone away. It, it might have been a situation where they couldn't accommodate what the Big 12 or the Big Ten was offering. Uh, they have significant commitments to the SEC uh, for a number of those windows. And what I've read is that supposedly they wanted ESPN to be in the 330 Eastern window, which is very difficult for ESPN because of their commitments to the SEC. I do think that ESPN walked from this deal. Otherwise, you would have seen the, the, the Big Ten's not going to come out and say they're no longer involved because the Big Ten wants everybody, all the bidders, to think that everybody's still in the game and, some, and everybody has a chance to have their deal stolen until the last minute. So the fact that this got leaked, that ESPN was out after 40 years, clearly in my mind had to come from ESPN, and it was kind of a final parting shot to, to the Big Ten on the way out the door. Bob Thompson with us, former president of Fox Sports Network's uh, the big winners here, obviously the Big Ten's getting rich, but in Pac-12 country, there was some smiling today. Is that premature, or if you are the Pac-12, do you smile when you see ESPN walk away with, with its war chest intact? Uh, I'm, I'm smiling today if I'm at the Pac-12, and I'm also smiling today at the Big 12, because you know that's $380 million or whatever the number is that didn't get spent somewhere else. And theoretically, is is there and available. The ESPN still needs some some to fill up some windows, and ESPN now also needs to fill up some collegiate basketball windows. So I, I certainly expect that ESPN will be uh, a bidder on both the Pac-12 and the Big 12. The bigger question is: Is anybody else bidding? Yeah, and that creates an interesting dynamic because. If ESPN's the only one bidding, you're not going to get the best offer. Is there a chance Fox could want a game or two or some inventory from the Pac-12 or CBS or NBC? Is there, in your mind, a scenario in which any of those entities are bidding against ESPN for the Pac-12? I think that there's a scenario where there's others interested in both the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Uh, the question becomes how much of the inventory would they want and for how, how much would they pay? Uh, I think in the, in, in the situation with Fox, who currently splits both packages, at least on the football side with uh, ESPN, I think Fox would have an interest in some level of games, um, certainly in one of the conferences, but not necessarily both of them. Your experience, it was interesting to me when I, when I saw that Fox – executives were in the negotiating space when 
CBS, NBC, and ESPN were bidding for those secondary and, and third windows. Uh, Fox has 60% ownership of the Big Ten network, so I guess they were in there protecting their interest in that network. But how awkward would that be? You've been in on these deals. You know, for you to – let's say you were with Fox and ESPN and NBC and CBS are in the room. How weird would that be? It's very unusual, and, and, and it would seem rather – rather absurd, but I think, you know, Fox has probably had the tier one rights locked up for a number of months now. And so that anything happens below that tier one really is either going to, you know, is really going to affect what ultimately is left for the big 10 network, uh, which Fox owns 60% of. So I'm sure they were there as uh, to ensure that their uh, rights and ability to, make sure that the Big Ten network stays whole, that makes sense. I think the bigger the, the issue, though, is it's kind of unusual for, you know, the guys at CBS and NBC to sit there and, and look across the table and there's the Fox guys. But you also have to remember that these guys work together all the time. Um, you know, Fox recently sold the, the rest of the – a bunch of U.S. Open years back to NBC. Fox has had a long history with, with CBS in relationship to college football and – college basketball we used to sublicense them a number of games from the Pac-12 so it's you know it's a, a collegial group and I think it, it certainly was unusual but I don't think it's something that uh, you know made made a huge difference one way or the other look at the end of the day you had you had three guys in their bidding and the, the numbers certainly show that um, they bidded, they, they all, all three bid very, very uh, strenuously. Bob Thompson with us, uh, former president, Fox Sports Networks. Give me an idea, because you mentioned, you know, uh, Sunday night football you know, on NBC and then trying to create a college football version of that on Saturdays. Does that work in your mind? I, I think NBC can make it a, sound like a big event, no doubt. I mean, they're very good at that, whether it's Olympics, Sunday Night Football. You know, they're, they're really good at, at creating big events. The, the difficulty and the difference between Sunday night and Saturday night is they're still going to be going up against a variety of other games. You know, Sunday night NFL, they're, they're the only game in town. And <clears throat> Sunday night is also the highest hut levels, uh, which is people in front of their TVs on Sunday, uh, compared to Saturday. So when you combine – the fact that the, the viewing levels are down just as a reflection of it being Saturday night and then the fact that you're going to be going up against probably some games on, on ESPN and certainly some games on maybe ABC, that they're not going to be you know, out there on their own like they are on Sunday. So it, it, it will hamper the bit, you know, the ability to make it a big event. But at the end of the day, you know, the event is as big as the matchups are. So depending on how the selection process goes, and my guess is they probably alternate second and third pick every week with CBS. So with Fox having the first pick. So you still, if you look at the second pick in the big 10 with 16 teams, including USC and UCLA and Michigan and Michigan state and Ohio state and Penn state, they, you know, there, there's some, there's always going to be two or three good games every weekend. You've got the home of the truth. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. Bob Thompson, uh, the former president of Fox Sports Networks. We lost him there. We got him back. 
Bob, I won't keep you long. I, th- I appreciate your patience. The streamers, how do they work? How do they fit into uh, it, the potential negotiation for the Pac-12? Yeah, sorry about that. I'm not sure where you lost me, but I think um, from the Pac-12 standpoint, there's going to be an opportunity for the streamers. The question is, you know, where, where does the product come from? Is it a package that's carved out of everything that, you know, might be available currently on the Pac-12 networks? Is it a, a level above that or, or what? Nobody really knows. I think there are some, some interesting ideas that we've seen uh, and have come up uh, over the last few years that the streamers could be very good for. I think think of a Pac-12-type red zone channel. Think of alternate feeds, all of what ESPN does with the Manning cast on, on Monday Night Football, um, things of that nature. All, you know, it's interesting to see in the Big Ten, I'm not sure how the streaming part's going to go, but CBS has a streaming portion, a uh, streaming platform, and so does uh, NBC with Peacock. Peacock. And, you know, NBC hasn't done many deals lately that didn't include some streaming element for Peacock. So I think at the end of the day, I expect that to be there for the Big Ten. And the Pac-12 can, can take advantage of those things as well, whether it's Peacock or ESPN Plus or whatever, you know, Prime or, or Apple. There's there's going to be plenty of opportunity for that. Give me an idea, you know, Pac-12, Big 12, there's, you know, these conferences have been, uh, you know, throwing grenades at each other, fan base is not happy, media members not happy. Is there a scenario where ESPN can come in, come in and, make both happy or does ESPN need to play kingmaker here, Bob, and, and pick one or the other? No, I think ESPN can can uh, make both happy. And I think for, for the benefit of college football fans across the country, it, it's two ESPNs. Um, it's, it, that's what they should be trying to do. I don't mm-hmm. think that ESPN and Fox are trying to destroy college football here by creating two mega conferences. I think it's, everybody kind of thinks that uh, strong college football from the East Coast to the West Coast and Pac-12 and Big 12 and ACC and AAC and Mountain West are all important uh, for the popularity of college football. And that would behoove ESPN and Fox to that extent to you know, make sure that there's some support of these other conferences. The idea that Fox and ESPN are at odds with each other or at war here over college football, you bristled at that on, on social media. Why? I just don't I, I just don't see it. You know, I think, you know, Fox and ESPN have worked together in the Pac twelve and the Big Twelve for the last ten years. I, I worked uh, as part of Fox Sports International with ESPN. We owned the the, the largest sports network in Asia. Um, and that partnership lasted for about 25 years. And so I just don't see this, this whole idea of people pitting ESPN against Fox. You know, they're, they're both doing the, what's best for their company in trying to gra- you know, get the best games they can to televise and to ensure that down the road, it, with an expanded college football playoff, that they're, all, they're both going to have a seat at the table in those discussions. Bob Thompson, former Fox Sports Network's president. All right, uh, before I cut you loose, you know, put you in George Klyovkov's shoes. What happens now with the Pac-12 as they watch the Big Ten sort of move to finalize these media rights deals? How quickly will the negotiations pick up for the Pac-12 in your mind? I think rather rather quickly, assuming that they are, in fact, out of that exclusive window, which I, I believe they are, um, you know, my – my phone call, or I assume that George's TV 
consultant is on the phone to the guys at Fox and to the guys at ESPN, like sometime this week, and to start figuring out, okay, what's what's the next step? Where do we go from here? So I, it, it, it should happen relatively quickly. That doesn't mean it's going to be resolved relatively quickly, but certainly the the, the you know, reaching out to the potential partners should happen uh, this week. And in your mind, as you watch this, because you are so inside this world, uh, what what kinds of things are you wondering about? What kinds of questions would you love to have the answers to to know where this is headed? Um, I'd like to know really how everything fleshes out with the Big Ten, um, the selection process, uh, what the what the streaming element is, that type of thing. Then the next thing is I, I'd certainly want to know if the Big 12 is going to potentially move up their window and their negotiation so that they're not last, you know, the, the last poke at the pig, so to speak, because right now Big 12 or Pac-12 will, will be done, Big 10 will be done, SEC is done, ACC is done until the middle of next century or next, next decade. And the Big 12 is going to be, you know, last of the dance. So is there a possibility that they, that they move up? Uh, and open their deal up early, and and do the two networks, ESPN and Fox, agree to it? Bob Thompson, you are the best. I appreciate your expertise and your time. I know you got a busy day. Thank you for hanging with us and educating us. I think it's really a public service. I mean, I feel like you're educating people, you're educating <laughs> me, so thanks for doing that. My pleasure. I was actually compared to a, a, a cicada today. They said you only come out every 10 years, so I <laughs> Help help me with that because, you know, this deal, this last deal that ESPN and Fox did with the Pac-12 was like a 10-year, 11-year deal. What do you expect this next deal to be? Will they go shorter in this next deal? Uh, I think the Pac-12 definitely will. Um, I was interested to see that supposedly ESPN rejected a seven-year offer from the Big Ten. Um, In the past, the Big Ten has usually gone a little shorter than that, so... I'm sure that, that Kevin and, and his folks have looked at the calendar as to what's expiring and when it's expiring and will have <clears throat> had a good idea when they want theirs to expire, given that they're first, you know, kind of first into the uh, arena. So I, I would assume that the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are going to have deals that, you know, are in a similar length, but definitely not 12- and 13-year deals that they're coming off of. Bob Thompson, you're the best. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's been, he's a great follow. I know that you know you've been tweeting a little bit at RLT Sports. That's where you find Bob Thompson on Twitter. Thank you, Bob Thompson. All right, you guys have a good night. There he is, former Fox Sport Network president. It's a guy who cut the deal the last time the Pac-12 made the deal. So he's been in those rooms. He's seen the negotiations. I find this fascinating. I know it's a little inside baseball, but it is so important right now to think about the cartwheels that are going on in the Pac-12 footprint. I reached out to some athletic directors after I heard the news. Uh, The returns that I got were largely positive and encouraging. One AD said, quote, this is where the real work begins. A second AD said, quote, our strategy is sound. A third AD said, quote, this contributes to further stability for the 10, meaning the 10 remaining teams. Now, Fox uh, needs to finalize these deals, but it looks like their estimated take uh, between uh, NBC, CBS, and Fox, the Big Ten, will take away about $1.23 billion in media rights money. There's probably some streaming options, Amazon or Apple, that will 
boost that towards uh, $1.5 billion. But that's where it stands. The Pac-12 and the Big 12 have to be happy today as they see ESPN walking away with the war chest intact. Now, there's a little bit of danger because the rights for the college football playoff championship tournament, the expansion of this tournament, is supposed to expand to 12 teams or 16 teams, they will come up to bid as well. And so it may be possible that ESPN holds back a little bit of money to be more active in that playoff. They currently have the rights to the college football playoff broadcast. Uh, those rights will likely be put up for bid and, much like the NFL playoffs, be scattered among several networks. So ESPN, I think, will be a bidder there, uh, as they were a bidder in the Big Ten and as they will be a bidder in the Pac-12. So keep an eye on all that. But if you're George Klyovkov, the real work is starting now. And here's my thing. We've talked about rating Klyovkov's first year. He did a nice job getting out, shaking hands, kissing babies, making the conference feel like it was loved and appreciated. He did everything Larry Scott didn't do. He was a normal human being who stayed in a normal hotel and traveled normal airlines. He wasn't chartering private flights and sitting in a marble-soaking tub and, you know, doing all that. So he, he had a nice 360 days, and then he lost USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. That was a gut punch. Like, he's got to get up off the canvas now, and he's got to prove why he was hired. George Klyovkov worked at NBC Universal. He worked at Hulu. It's time for George Klyovkov to demonstrate to his bosses and the rest of the Pac-12 why he was hired. This is what he was hired for. This negotiation, the creativity, uh, outside the box, selling data, not just to TV rights, but the possibility that the Pac-12 could be the first conference to be in a lucrative space when it comes to its data. Uh, you know, he hinted at that after he was hired. Well, let's see what he means by that. Is it gambling? Is it fantasy sports? Or is there something else that the Pac-12 can sell that nobody else sees here? Uh, this is George Klyovkov's time to shine. So we're going to find out if he's worth a damn here or if uh, this is going to end up being his legacy, that he lost USC, the one job. He had one job, George. Don't lose USC. Well, he lost USC. So what happens now to the Pac-12 conference? He's got a real opportunity. Like, you know, he might be at the plate in the sixth inning. He might be down by two runs. He might have, you know, nobody on base. He might have a strike against him. But he's still got life in this game. And I think he has an opportunity here to rally and have a come-from-behind win that puts or positions the Pac-12 in a way that is more advantageous than a lot of people thought a couple of few weeks ago. Kind of the dread and the doom have passed, and now ESPN being out there with a full checkbook is awfully interesting to the Pac-12 and probably the Big 12 as well. All right, coming up, hour number two, we'll play some punch and audio. Anna will join much more ahead on the BFT. This is your escape. I am well aware that those little leaguers reminded me today. I am well aware that this show is supposed to be your escape. So, you know, like Calgon, take me away. Let's get into hour number two. Let's have some fun. You got the BFT statewide on the BFT radio network. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio show. Thanks for listening.